Hey everybody, it's me, Logan, back again, uh, recording another podcast for all y'all. Uh, just to let you guys know, this episode will be about my experiences with bowling, and this one will be a little bit more personal than some of the other ones. Uh, it'll kind of, well, hopefully by the end, uh, you and I will have a better idea of who I am today, I suppose. Um, so... I do have to preface this, though, that this is not a podcast, this is not an episode about, you know, bowling tips and tricks. Uh, I, (laughs) that's not kind of the purpose I want for this episode, nor am I really qualified to even give something like that as an episode. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be about bowling, as in the sport, B-O-W-L-I-N-G. I know a lot of times in middle school, we're like, you know, the problems of bowling, and they'll be saying, like, bullying, but, like, as two syllables, and that really, that really confused me a lot when I was younger. Uh, so, um, yeah, so anyway, this is going to be a lot more personal, and, and I apologize uh, in advance, but this podcast is basically just for me to practice talking in long term, I guess is one way to put it, like, talking for long periods of time, because I tend to have like some sort of frequency or some sort of vocal tick or something that a lot of people like to interrupt or ignore. So I'm working on that. This podcast is just a work on that. And in fact, I, I downloaded a class for uh, communication classes, all kind of like conversational uh, holding classes, how to be a good conversationalist. So I'm working on it, but uh, until then, I'm just going to be talking about things that I like to talk about, such as bowling, and this podcast is just going to be straight up, start to finish, no sections, I've kind of been following Anchor's example here, and they don't require like five minute sections anymore, so I'm uh, just going to do a start to finish without any breaks that I see, maybe that'll change, I don't know, but uh, to begin... So bowling, bowling uh, has been very uh, central to kind of my growing up, I've realized. Uh, and to put it in a little perspective, in or before fourth grade, I believe it was, so I would have been nine, I want to say like eight to nine-ish. Uh, I, I don't remember how it came up, but the bowling alley near my elementary school was was we we had learned that they were doing you know bowling teams for for kids and uh i think my mom and uh the mom of one of my friends uh wanted to get involved and um uh so we we kind of went there to see like you know meet some of the coaches or something and and we liked it, and we were like, you know what, bowling every week, that sounds pretty fun, because, you know, we had kind of only associated bowling with with birthday parties and, and you know, going out for a fun time or something like that. So we uh, we signed up, We uh, but we needed a third person on the team, so we we called around and we got uh, another friend from, from school to join us. Um, and so we met at 4 o'clock on Thursdays, and... Uh, we bowled there for six years, I want to say. It was fourth through ninth grade, so fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth. So yeah, that would be six years. Uh, 
uh, with, with, I was with the same two people for six years, um, and there are a lot of memories associated with that, uh, you know, I definitely got a lot better start to finish, I was literally bowling, like, less than a hundred for sure, uh, at the beginning, and then, you know, by the time, by the time the first year was over, I, my average was, like, in the 130s or something, which, you know, I could probably attribute that a lot, a lot of that to luck, uh, but, you know, it was fun, it's not like bowling requires, you know, a lot, a whole lot of concentration and skill, so, you know, I could, I could get better without, you know, you know, a lot of people do the, you know, count boards thing, but I didn't really do that, I, I, I tried to not take it as seriously, uh, which the, uh, <laughs> Let's just say the um, the the coaches and the the staff there at the the bowling league didn't really appreciate that, um, and that was also because of my friend too. But uh, so, uh, and I'll get to that a little bit later. But some of the cool things that we got from that were these, uh, like I don't know what you would call them, like plastic steins, I guess that uh, we could either get one ones that were that had like the Mountain Dew logo on them or the Pepsi logo on them and so two of us chose the Mountain Dew ones and one of us chose the Pepsi one and it, it's cool because they had a button on the underside of it that um that that made it light up uh, that there was a you know the oh, I forget what it's called there are two layers in it there's so that it, it keeps stuff cold or st keeps stuff warm I, I completely forget what that's called uh, you know what I mean, though, right? It's, you know, it's the stuff to to keep stuff cold or warm. And anyway, and in that between layer, there were lights in there, which is pretty cool. Uh, and my friend and I did this thing where we would like, uh, you know, do the Irish drinking song thing, and then and then uh, hit them together, and and that would somehow like activate the lights to turn on. So so that was that was pretty fun. Uh, we also had, like, some sort of tradition to, uh, go in and, uh, order their french fries, which, if I were to get those today, I would consider them disgusting, because they were super greasy and salty and everything, but they were the best thing in the world at that, at that point, uh, and we got fry sauce with them, and, uh, yeah, we would usually get, like, oh boy, I'm not proud of this, we would, we would usually get, like, three or four per week or something like that. Uh, because our, our, our moms would come and hang out with us, uh, while we were bowling. I mean, we were like in middle school, elementary school at the time. So, um, so they would come and, uh, you know, talk a while and watch us bowl, mostly talk. So sometimes they would order fries as well. Um, and, uh, so, and then the rest of us would go and, uh, sit down in the the bowling area. Yeah, because because to describe it, the bowling alley had like a an upper, you know, the the, the Brunswick tables. I don't know. They're very standardized, I guess, in, in bowling alleys, at least in this area. That uh, they were on like an upper floor, and then you went down three stairs to all the seats around the 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 ball return, and um, so. Uh, yeah, a lot of the times, uh, us us guys would would just hang out down below, but uh, a lot of time we would also hang up with, hang out with the adults up there. Uh, so, 
let's see. Um, you know, I had a lot of good memories, and I can't really describe them all here. Um, but, you know, staying every Thursday at 4 for two hours, probably, at least. We would always usually take the longest, just because we weren't really paying attention. and So a lot of the other teams didn't like playing with us. But I'll, I'll get to that later. But um, Actually, I'll get to that now. So, yeah, some of the negative things that, uh, well... Um, to put it lightly, and, uh, I don't mean to be take this to be taken really the wrong way, but, like, one of my friends was definitely, like, uh, uh, I don't want to take anything seriously, I'm just in this for myself kind of thing. Not in a good way, necessarily. So, a lot of the times, uh, he would, especially in school, he, like, someone would tell him to do something, and he would specifically do it the opposite way, um... If he could get away with it, if it was like, a, you know, a teacher telling him, you know, get off the swing set or something, he would do it. But like, uh, I remember we got bowling shirts and the the league would, you know, paid for us to get bowling shirts. And they said, like, make sure to wear them and represent us and, and wear them while you're bowling or else you're, we're not going to get them next year. And we were the only teams that we or we were the only team that didn't wear them. And so the league didn't, the whole league of like, I don't know, like 12 teams or something like that didn't get the shirts the next year because we messed it up for them. So a lot of the other team members didn't like playing with us for that, uh, for that point, as well as the point that we weren't really paying attention. We didn't really take it too seriously. So a lot of the times our, our, uh, you know, our three games that we played would take a lot longer than some of the other teams. I learned a lot later that, you know, that's super bad bowling etiquette. That if you're, especially if you're in a league, if you're just going to, to play with some friends, that's, that's you know, that's another thing. But if you're in a league, like, you pay attention to when you're up, to when you, it's your time to bowl. Because I think there's a, I think there might be a rule that if, like, in tournaments and stuff, like, if it takes, like, more than 30 seconds for you to actually get up there and bowl, they, like, automatically skip you, or something like that. There's something like that. I don't, I don't, I don't remember exactly what it was, but, but, yeah, we were, we were not good, and I fell into that as well, and I kind of followed my friend's example, which I really regret at this point, of just kind of saying, nah, I'm not gonna do it your way, which, you know, is good in some cases, but not good in others, like this one where we literally cost the entire league uh, a lot of privileges for the next year. Um, so, uh, and, you know, it's it's one of those things where, like, I don't, I didn't like myself during bowling. It was, well, it was, it was a hard time. It was during, like, middle school and puberty years. So, like, I was angry a lot of the time. I was, uh, I was very selfish. I, um, you know, it was this thing that we always did, and so it kind of got boring, and so I would kind of just do random stuff to shake it up, like pretend that I had, like, a broken arm or something like that. You know, I'm not proud of that, but it's, you know, it's, it's what bored kids do, I guess, when there's literally nothing to do except, you know, what you have in a bowling alley before the smartphone era, you know, so, and, 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 you know, we couldn't very well go and play arcade games because we were, uh, 
bowling at the time. Um, so, yeah, I don't really care for myself in that era. And uh, I, I don't know what, what really did, how to go about this, but, like, the friends I had then, I still have now. I, I, the two other members of the team are, are still friends now. Now, whether that, whether or not that's a good thing or not, I don't know. Because, quite frankly, all three of us haven't really changed much. And, you know, I'd like to think that I have, but I probably haven't. I like drawing attention to myself, and I like being selfish and, you know, going for pity. Which I really hate about myself, and I really need to work on. Uh, but, you know, also if you're being ignored and interrupted a lot, it's kind of hard to not go for that, but that's a different story. Uh, but yeah, it's, I feel like I became a lot like those friends because, you know, I, I didn't hang out with friends a lot, which, uh, you know, we were part of like a larger friend group, which kind of grew into this, this clique in high school. Uh, of us three and a few others. I want to say, let's see, one, two, uh, three, and kind of four and five-ish. So there were like eight or nine of us, you know, at the peak, I would say. And it, I always look back on that on my friendships then and wonder, like, why I didn't seek out new friends. Because, like, it's, 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 this is really hard for me to say. I'm sorry. And it's, this is kind of where I knew I would be going at the beginning of this subject at, uh, which was kind of why it took so long to, to get to this podcast, to get to recording this episode. But, uh, so to, to share a little bit about, what they did is, uh, and I don't mean to say that they're like the singular cause or that I am, I was, you know, bullied or anything. There's the, there's the right term of bully, you know? Uh, so, uh, and I actually wrote a story about a lot of the things that I thought were, uh, you know, conspiring against me. And, uh, you know, I, I, I realize now that I was imagining a lot of that stuff, but I'm also realizing that I wasn't imagining a lot of that stuff. You know, it's it's kind of hard to say, like, you know, I, I feel like I remember the one Big Bang Theory episode where uh, Penny realizes that she bullied kids in high school, you know, and I don't think I bullied anybody necessarily. I may have been like... Uh, well, anyway, that's it's it's an it's an analogy for I didn't bully anybody. Let's let's get that out of the way. Uh, but it's it's an analogy saying that like what it may take a while to realize like all that was going on in our heads and in our friends' heads in high school, and it may take you know into the twenties and thirties to realize that, and, we, and even then we may never even know. But just to tell you a little bit of what, of things that happened, uh, one thing that stands out to me was, uh, one, they, well, one, uh, probably the most, I don't know, 
it, it ended up being very uh, instrumental in my shyness is that they, we, in the lunchroom cafeteria, which was a multi-purpose room, they also used it for events and stuff and assemblies. They had circular tables where we would sit at for lunch. We would all sit together. They would all finish their lunch within like, I don't know, two or three minutes. I should have timed, I think I did time them one point, but I didn't write it down or anything. Uh, and they would eat their food way, way, way too fast. And then leave. And uh, and, and then I would be sitting there uh, eating food, you know, by myself at, at this big table. That's about the same size as like a conference table, you know, uh, at, at certain events, certain banquet events. And, you know, I would usually be sitting there for like another 10, 15 minutes. Uh, and this happened so much that it did become a pattern. And a lot of people, a lot of other people in the cafeteria actually came up to me and said, like, are you okay? Are your friends okay? And I said, yeah, they just eat fast. And it took a long time for me to realize that, like, no, they they just didn't want to hang out and talk with me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what they would do is just go out in the hallway and, and just hang out there. Which, you know, if you think about it, why couldn't you talk in the lunchroom where... Uh, literally all, all your friends are there and, you know, it, it's just a difference in location. But then naive me realized that it's not just a difference in location. It became, you know, they knew I would take a while to, to keep eating. And so it was a place without me. So, I, I mean, I can't think of any other reason why they would so quickly leave and and that really stuck with me, and that's something that I just recently realized. I thought I was just kind of being, oh, I'm just a slow eater. But it's like, no, no, I'm really not. <laughs> I'm just an average eater. And uh, so, yeah, there, there's one thing. Um, and another thing is, as I kind of mentioned it a little bit before, is that my friends never really invited me to go places, and I realize a lot of this was because, um, well, uh, I have to put it in some way as well. I don't mean to be, like, disparaging people in my life, but uh, it is instrumental here where my mom didn't like me uh, going out places a lot. I think uh, she was, like, told, like, I, I think she let a lot of the, you know, if your friend, if your kids are out of your sight, they're going to get mugged and killed or whatever. She let a lot of that get to her. Um, but, you know, a lot a lot of other reasons, too, I, I think. Uh, so, uh, when I was younger, when making playdates, she would often decline and say, no, we're, we're going to have them home this Friday or something like that. And uh, I think a lot of that uh, transferred into the why I wasn't invited when I was older, because they assumed that I would be busy, or they assumed that I would say no, or something like that. Um, so I think that played into it a little bit too, but also because I lived in a different city. I lived like half an hour away versus other people who lived like, you know, two minutes away. So it, it couldn't be as spontaneous for me. So I wasn't invited a lot of the time, but I think that was also kind of, you know, you're not fun to be around kind of thing. 
uh, even now, they, uh, they will reference times in high school where they met up and reminisce, and I'll be like, I wasn't there, you guys didn't invite me. And they're like, oh, and then change the subject. So, well, no, they don't change the subject, never mind. Um, but anyway, and to ask a question of myself, and you probably are asking this at this point too, why are you still friends with them? And my question and my answer is, I don't have any other ones. Uh, but, you know, they all have good qualities, you know. Uh, and they're fun to be around. But, you know, it is kind of goes back to that thing where it's like, you guys left me at the lunch table, like, every day. Like, literally every day for four years in high school. Like, that... That becomes a person's personality, you know. That's why I was literally voted the shyest person in my high school graduating class. Like, because people just saw me, you know, eating alone. But by the time that most people had gotten their food and sat down and started eating, everybody else at my table would have already finished eating and left. So, for a lot of people's knowledge of me eating in the lunchroom was eating by myself. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, why didn't I just switch tables? I really should have. A lot of people invited me to join their table, and I didn't. And then, you know, regrets now. Uh, a lot of regrets that kind of started in bowling when I, I realized that I started to kind of adopt a lot of those uh, uh, you know, personality traits of my friends at the time, and just kind of like, this is the way to act. These are people I hold in high regard, and to stay with them, I need to, you know, adopt their personalities, and be really disrespectful to the establishment, and to bowling etiquette, uh, and, you know, stuff like that. And, I, and I'm obviously I'm realizing now that that's like not the way to go and that if you if you are out there listening and are still listening to this kind of me talk through my problems um, it's it's really important that you have people around you that support you that people around you who if you are having emotional problems they will be there for you and they will talk with you and they won't ignore you um, so Make sure you do, because it's really important. And, uh, you know, to, to, to get into, like, a more of a somber note, and I apologize for this, but, like, you know, my friends were some of the most influential people on my life growing up, as a lot of people's are. And I had the same friends going up through, like, elementary through high school since I went to a private school that had all the grades. Um... Like, I don't like thinking about alternate realities. You know, have you, you know, the, like the multiverse where you have like different Earths where uh, the the concept that if something can happen, it, it has happened in another universe. Basically, there are a lot of alternate realities, according to this theory, that uh, every other event has happened. And like, oh, like I turned down this job in this 
in this life, but like in this other universe, I took the job, that kind of thing. I don't like thinking about that theory just because I know that a lot of other alternate realities, I would be dead right now. So, yeah, um, and that's why I say have good friends. Have good friends that'll support and be a good friend. I, I recognize that I'm not a good friend at all. And I need to work on that. And that's why I'm taking, you know, conversationalist, no, conversationalist classes to talk better and, and to work on my empathy and actually caring about other people. It's, it's important, you know. It was important to me. It, it all started with bowling that I kind of knew it would get to this subject. And if you're listening... Like I've said before, like, take a good look at who you surround yourself with. And, you know, if they're not good people, if they're people who leave you at the lunch table, if they're people who don't want to play with you, then ignore them, you know? Sure, they may have, you know, like, uh, families and... So and other social lives and other friends, and that's okay. But, like, you need to have friends who will drop everything and care about you. And you need to be a friend that drops everything and cares about others. Like, yeah, I, I don't know how to express this more, but, like, I'm not a people person. And I can pretty much, like, a big percentage of that is because my friends also weren't people, people, people. And treated me like uh, something I can't say on a TV-14 rated TV show, you know, and continue to, I might add. So, you know, if you're going through a tough time, then, uh, you know, there are people who care about you, even if all the people who are close to you in life, the people that seem important to you in life are not seeming that let me let me rephrase that there are people who care about you even if it may not seem that way and if those people do not outwardly say like uh you know i care for you you know let's go somewhere and and talk about what you're feeling instead of you know saying to them i've been going through a lot of depression and they respond by oh so where are we dropping, boys? You know, it, it's kind of those things that is make or break in a person's life, especially when they're a lot younger. Like, I'm probably a lot, really, really insecure because of those, <laughs> those bowling relationships, you know? So, yeah, I, I don't really know how to, how to close this out. But... I know I'm 24 years old and I'm just realizing now just the implications of some of the stuff that happened 10 plus years ago. And, you know, a lot of people don't ever realize the implications of stuff like that. Like I made the Big Bang Theory reference before, like we may be something in high school and we may not even realize why that is or what we even were. So it's, it's, a really tough thing where we are shaped 
so like if we're the 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 stone sculpture like the big pieces are taken off in in those years of like middle school and high school and a lot of the time when we're a finished sculpture or very close to finished we don't realize who took off those pieces or why they were taken off or how they were taken off you know sorry to go with that analogy but i I like it (laughs) uh so it's you know it's important to be uh self-reflexive about that i don't know if that's this the right word or if that's a part of speech i don't know but it's important to look back at yourself and and you know realize that if you're going through the same things you're going through in high school if the people around you are treating you the exact same way they did in high school and those are not good ways i should add and then it's time for a change and sometimes change can be really really uh not fun in fact to to share in dirt between my sophomore and junior years of high school i considered going to another school and in fact i i even like told my parents like i i can't stand this i don't like the way my friends are treating me i don't like the way the school is run and that was a lot of ego thing too but mostly like I'm not making any connections, and I'm not benefiting from what the school has to offer. So we actually called and took a tour of this other school, and uh, then I I learned a lot about it. And then I went down to our basement where we had a a big whiteboard, and my parents and I, like, wrote down, like, the pros and cons of going to this other school. And the only con we put on there, because the pros were like, you know, it's cheaper, it's it's closer, it's uh, they have a better curriculum, they have a more standard curriculum, blah, blah, blah. It has better reviews, that kind of thing. But the only con we could come up with was that, you know, it was different and it would I would have to adjust to the change. And because of that con, I chose to stay at the current high school that I went to. And I still kick myself for that every day. Well, not every day. It was every day for a while, like junior and senior year. But, you know, it's it's important to take your life seriously. And I haven't for a while because of the person I became during bowling. And it's... I don't know. I'm probably trying to convince myself of something, and I'm not exactly sure what. And again, I don't really know how to end this. But just, if you do feel like there are people in your life who are detrimental to you, then do something about it, if you can. There, There is always help. If, if that is friends or even... A close relationship like a boyfriend or girlfriend or a husband or wife or even parents or a family member you know it's important to distance yourself from them not necessarily physically but emotionally because the close people in our life can definitely shape who we become and it's important to realize 
what we want to become, and even if the negative people around us aren't what we want to become, we need to be active in not becoming like them. Because it's, I've become like a lot of negative people in my life, and I hate that about myself. And there is always hope for change, but if you're not around positive people who care for you, you're not going to be a positive person who cares for others. So I guess that's that's what I want to say, is that there's always hope for you. And there's always hope for me. And sometimes big changes need to happen in order for that hope to be realized. So I guess that's all I wanted to say. So if you listened this long, thank you uh, for listening to this whole thing. Uh, I apologize for it being so kind of emotional and, and personal and, and kind of somber compared to some of my others. But uh, bowling, you know, bowling was such a, a shaping experience for me because I was there for like six years from like age 19 to like or sorry, age nine to like age 15 or something like that. And so I, I couldn't really talk about the experience there without talking about my friends and how they were and how they acted and how that affected me. So, um, yeah, if you listen this far, thank you so very much. Um, I will resume putting more stuff out there, probably with less somber content hopefully. Uh, and, uh, you know what? I might put one out on Halloween. I don't know yet, but I might just do that. Uh, so thanks so much for listening. If you did, I really appreciate it. If you want to give me a follow, (laughs) I have to say this at heartrightyt. That's my Twitter handle. Uh, at, on Instagram, it's at loganjsmith33. Um, and if you want to follow my YouTube channel, uh, just search Heartright in the search bar. I don't have a custom URL yet, but my icon is like the heart container from from Legend of Zelda. So, anyway, thanks so much for watching. Uh, thanks so much for being you. And thanks so much for letting me talk your ear off for a while about my problems. Uh, anyway, I will see you later on. Hopefully very soon. Goodbye.